1: This, this is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Misutani alongside Tom Schreier. I'm wearing a hat today if you're watching this in the YouTube segments that we cut up because uh, it snowed another four inches last night, Tom. Like I, <laughs> the Vikings, their season's over. And if I played for the Vikings, I would get out of the state as quickly as possible. <laughs>
0: I was gonna well I was gonna say most of them do right I mean some of it's a little yeah. tax purposes or whatever there's a lot of warm places where they don't tax too much but um yeah I was I was trying to think of like who like feeling obviously but I was like who who kind of sticks around this is the difference between you and I though I look outside and I go hey at least there's snow when it's bright um I think if if there are people here who hate it which I'm like man you have a long winter if you cannot stand <laughs> yeah. snow, because especially this year it's been coming down as long as it doesn't I am I'm flying out to San Francisco. I have the flight already. I'm I'm pot committed. Um, as long as it doesn't screw with my flights on, on Friday, then I'm taking a weird Monday flight because, again, it was intended for a game to be played on Sunday. Um, as long as it doesn't screw with my flights, I'm fine with it. As long as it doesn't interfere with my life. Otherwise, I looked outside today. I was like, well, it's less gray and icy. So <laughs> I took it as wow. a win.
1: Tom had to rub it in that he booked the ticket to San Francisco and he is still going to San Francisco, even though the Vikings will not be going to hey, San Francisco. Hey, I'm
0: in the second round, baby. I I, I picked <laughs> up a win on <laughs> in round one. Yeah, no, I just thought uh, I had it. I went to school out there, so I'm, I'm going to go see people. But yeah, my friends are out there like, yeah, when are the Vikings playing? And I was like, they, they won 11 straight one score games. So they can't do it 12 times, apparently.
1: Oh, man. Well, let's go there. I mean, this week was kind of supposed to be about, like, you, like we talked about, preparing for San Francisco. I think mm-hmm. everyone kind of assumed, like, yeah, they'll get rode by the 49ers, but they'll beat the Giants at yeah. home. They didn't. So this week was about locker clean out, pushing forward to the future. Um, and and all of that was kind of encapsulated yesterday um, when both Kwasi Adolfa and Kevin O'Connell spoke to two reporters Quacey's first time talking since the TJ Hawkinson trade Before the TJ Hawkinson trade. Quacey hadn't talked, I think since he cut a bunch of people on the last day of roster cuts in July. So it's not a, a, it's a pretty rare occurrence that, that does talk. Um, uh see like nothing he said yesterday really stood out to me except for his commitment to Kirk Cousins which we can get to yeah um but he he was like a soft commit to Kirk Cousins um Kevin O'Connell did most of the talking as he mostly does um a lot of his answers like the nuggets of importance are like buried between like 100 words at the top and 100 words at the back of just like coach speak gibberish um but i I don't know tom the the most interesting thing for me to come out of yesterday and and i'll let you kind of say if you agree or if if there's anything else it's like the obvious elephant in the room is second question shout out to larry fitzgerald senior oh i love it
0: it. i'm so glad you said this yes
1: the first question of the press conference for those who listened to our show but did not listen to the actual press conference so Quacey, obviously he, he comes from commodity trading um, yeah. he's an analytics guy um, a guy that came up he he basically got hired or like one of the reasons the Vikings hired him is because he's the antithesis of a football guy like it's like it's like a zag move when everyone else is zigging mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: So the first question yesterday considering Quasi Adolf background on Wall Street comes from Larry Fitzgerald senior who God bless him, ask some questions that sometimes come straight out of left field. Yeah. Well, this question was, was fire. It was a banger. It was Mm -hmm. Chris, you're involved in the stock market. Where would you put the Viking stock?
0: And I'm just going to touch this up because it was, it was actually funnier the way he phrased it. He's like, you're like a stocks guy, which like, <laughs> here's the thing everyone is now. Like at one point that was like an esoteric, right? You had, you had like a stock broker and this was just for like, you know, the wealthy class or whatever. Now everyone has Robin hood. Like, like the fact that most people spent 2020 sitting there trying to buy like GameStop stock or whatever means like all of us. Right. Which is was yeah. the intent, I think of the stock market, all of us are involved in this. So it's very funny to like distinguish him. I understand what he was asking. And I think. You he framed that very well but yeah I think you know it's one it's it's something I think about with Kwesi specifically because I think people actually really liked him when they first made the hire mm-hmm. um he killed it in the first press that's the thing is like he's a charismatic guy he's good looking, he's young he like played basketball at Princeton I think you know yes. and you think about him as this outgoing like I thought he'd be more of like a uh a, a, a figurehead or whatever for the team and the uh, and it's more O'Connell. We know that O'Connell as like as this former quarterback star player at uh, San Diego State. Yeah, just very. I mean, he's just very relaxed in all situations. Very much California cool, and like, um, he's been more kind of the spokesperson for the team, at least from like the front office or non-player standpoint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Quayce just admitted in that, like, he made a rap reference to all our young writers got, and I, I didn't quite understand i had to ask what was going on there but <laughs> um but you know like he admitted he's like i'm more of a bes- behind the scenes guy and i think i see him more like spielman was the super scout right yeah. um but maybe too committed to the players because he's like i drafted a good one like say like dalvin cook right and i'm gonna pay him and i think kwacy in the same situation would go i'd rather just have like three running backs and spend the money on receivers or whatever but um so they kind of hired a ceo but it's a reminder that he is like at his core kind of a nerd like he's right it's stocks and bonds and and uh probability and risk and um i think it's an important reminder that he is like i don't think he wants to be out front and center right and i think he he kind of thinks about all this stuff as probability so he's not sweating it that like scene got hurt booth wasn't as good as we thought this year caleb evans which is unfortunate because he's an awesome guy but you know suffered some concussions um Osamoa got hurt late although i i believe Asamoa is going to be a good player but you know like i think he almost wants to operate behind the scenes and does not mm-hmm. want to make it about him and this is why we never hear from him and like we can get into some of the points you make because i think i think you're right there's only a handful of things you can take from him just because he spoke less but he did talk about the competitive rebuild and how like hawkinson represents both right competitive now was good right away against washington also it looks like they're gonna pay him right and then yeah that's part of the rebuild right quote unquote um the cousins thing i actually took as like they're gonna he's gonna be back i think he's more like we're going to figure out the contract situation because a way to retain more of the veterans is to extend cousins, which is going to drive some people nuts and other people obviously are going to be thrilled about. But I guess I don't think he committed to the contract. I think he kind of committed to cousins. I'm trying to think of what else sure. he said, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I think he's he's really kind of calm and calculated in what he did. I even noticed in the Hawkinson press conference, he was wearing the special teams hat that um, Matt Daniels gave out to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that even that I think he's going to do subtle things in that like. He wants to also manufacture a good culture where everyone feels valued, whether you're cousins Jefferson Hawkinson, the guys who are going to get paid, or like a Josh Metellus, right, Chris Boyd, the good special teamers. Yeah. and so I do think he's instrumental in what he does. I think in his perfect world, he would sit behind the scenes, let O'Connell handle everything you know from the non player um, spoken perspective, and yet I think it's important to hear from him specifically, even if he didn't have a ton to say.
1: For sure. Let's, let's circle back to Quacey, Um, because you're right. He did. Well, he didn't divulge a lot of information. He said some nuggets here and there that like are definitely worthwhile talking points. But the second question of the press conference. So, so we started off hot. We went from Larry yeah. Fitzgerald senior to my guy, Chris Thomason. Yeah. And like, he asked the question everyone wanted to know. And he asked it in the most Chris Thomason way possible. Kevin O'Connell. Hey coach. Is Ed Donatel going to be back as defensive coordinator next yep. year? And in like the three, 400 word answer that Kevin O'Connell gave at no point did he commit to, to Ed Donatel. It was talking about how we're going to evaluate everything, which is like, if you had that on your bingo card, it probably was the free space. Um, he talked about how they've talked to the players and how now this week, it's about talking to the coaches and and figuring out what worked and what didn't. Tom, I don't know about you, but, I don't think Ed Donatel is back next year. I think the writing was kind of on the wall with that non-committal statement from Kevin O'Connell. I also want to be clear. I don't think it's all Ed Donatel's fault. Mm-hmm. I think the defense has warts beyond just him. Um, but I think it's not against the rules for your defensive play- coordinator to get the most out of players. And I think you could argue that Ed, Ed Donatel got the least out of players this
0: year. Yeah. And I, I still maintain as much as he always talked about, it, he likes young players, likes coaching, likes, you know, like, um all that stuff he I mean he definitely favored the veterans and I think this is you know as we get into kind of more the roster makeup there's some tough decisions to be made I mean I I think it's a little less difficult we actually have something on zone coverage explaining kind of the salary cap and that it's not as bad as people think but you're gonna have to make cuts at some point and we just don't know how many of these guys, you know, we know Peterson went to bat from, I think Harrison Smith was a fan of his or whatever. I just don't know how many of these guys will actually be, be back. And a big part of what um, the defensive coordinator has to do is take the guys Quacey drafts. And again, this is a criticism or something we should focus on with Quasi. Who does he draft and how many of those guys are defensive players? Um, but also like someone who's enga- who engages with those guys. I always thought it was funny that Donatello acted as the other statesman at all points. Like he always talked about how, o'connell's done a good job with the culture you know what i mean like stuff like that and i think yeah. i always was on the impression o'connell kind of liked having a, a more veteran a 65 year old coach on a otherwise relatively young staff so um you know we talked about how like Quasi's only like 40 something i think right and o'connell's even younger than him so um Having said that, like I think if Staley got fired, and I'm under the impression Staley just didn't get fired because the the Chargers didn't
1: want to pay to like eat the contract. They're the cheapest team in the league, and so. the Raiders.
0: Honestly, that's the thing. Like I never thought of this, but I was like, if you if you're a coach, I mean, I guess here's the thing: Uh, Kingsbury probably goes, whatever, man. They they the Cardinals are going to pay me to coach regardless if I'm in Thailand or I'm here in the US, but like. I think if you really want to like establish something, maybe you go to an organization that's, that doesn't have the liquid cash, <laughs> I guess, to fire you. But, um, but yeah, I think if Staley had been fired, um, I think this press conference is different. I think it's more like, Hey, we brought in Brandon, like he's one of our guys. You know what I mean? He kind of fits the mold of, of mm-hmm. the age range and the background that these guys came from. Having said that, like, I actually thought at the end of the year, Donatelle would stay because o'connell wants continuity wants the older coach also i think o'connell kind of or uh, donatel kind of mentored him at one point or kind of got him into the coaching range so there is a bit of a weird like dynamic there having said that as much as you want a direct answer um, i think it's fair for o'connell i think the way he phrased it it was like we've talked to all the players first i think he's gathering information from them and then i'm assessing what's going on and donatel i don't think he was going to say anything unless he had something in hand right like Mm -hmm you know what I mean? That would be weird in the middle of a press conference to go, yeah, no, no, no. actually I just talked to Donatelle. Uh, he's out. We're hiring. The, you know what I mean? I don't think that's ever happened in the history yeah. of a press conference. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, he's probably weighing some of the o- other options. He's probably looking at what the players said about him and and which players, right? Because if it's a player, you're not going to retain. It doesn't matter if it's Brian Osamoa, if it's a Caleb Evans, again, assuming that he's healthy enough to play, if it's even, you know, like someone like seen who was injured, but like, I'm weighing those pretty heavily because if, if, if seen, let's say Bynum, right. Bynum, a converted cornerback who plays an important role as a safety. If Bynum's going, dude, I don't know what Donatello was telling me all season. I really didn't know where to go. I had to play back because I don't understand how the defense, I learned more from Harrison Smith. I go, okay, I need to find someone who's going to get through to combine them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, so I think he did, you know, he did describe the process a little bit. I do think it's fair to say he has not committed to him. And to be fair, he didn't after the final game, which is, I guess it's fair for him to say, hey, we just lost. I'm, I'm not evaluating our defensive coordinator right now. Um, and then the other thing is, he said he's evaluated it throughout the season. So, my guess is he has some priors going into this, right? I don't think yes. he's going into this like, oh, you're saying we were 31st in yards and <laughs> you know what I mean? He gave up a lot of gash plays. Um, but yeah. I kind of imagine, as much as O'Connell's cool about everything, he's frustrated that the offense, I think the offense still has another gear to get to, but the offense widely took care of its job, right? Um, yeah. With the exception of a few games. He's got to go, man, I just feel like I'm like fighting uphill because as soon as we turn over a possession or go three and out, the other team goes back and scores, So um, I actually, I actually like have less faith that Donatel is coming back after this press conference than I even did after the final
1: game. For sure. Your point about like Kevin O'Connell, not committing to a Donatel post game playoff loss. Totally fair. Like when, when he's asked that question and it's a fair question. um, Are are you reevaluating who coaches the defense? And he says, I'm not even there right now. Like totally fair but i believe by wednesday he's there and i understand mm-hmm. like i think your pro- like the, your point about the processes is a good one i think you talk to the players you then you ta- then you go ahead and do your exit interviews with the coaching staff and then you make your decision um i also think you made a good point about like they're having this press conference about the season and how it went and, and the future and the off season and they're not going to just be like yeah we fired ed like th- that would hijack <laughs> that would hijack the whole press conference so Like the tone of this press conference, I think was supposed to be we're pushing forward. We've laid a good foundation. We want to we want to set a quote unquote championship standard. They used that term about fifty three times yesterday. I want to
0: touch on that, but yeah, it is interesting how they said that. Uh,
1: But I think if you 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 kind of read between the lines, and even even there was one answer yesterday, like Kevin O'Connell said, and everything we do in this room, to a man, to a woman, we have to ask ourselves, is it championship standard? I don't know how you could ask yourself that question about the defense and 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 come out of it saying like yeah we feel good about who's leading the charge. So I think you're right Tom you, you look at what the Vikings did in the playoff game and, and this was a microcosm of the whole season as a whole. They get the ball, they march right down the field. I think it was 12 play drive. Uh, can't start a playoff game any better than you did on on Sunday afternoon. And then the defense like immediately allows a touchdown. Like, there was a holding penalty in there, um, so the Giants were actually backed up. And then like six plays later, Saquon Barkley's running down the left sideline and in the end zone. So I think when you look at all these things, like someone has to answer for it. Like I said, like you said, it's not all Ed, um, but he's he's the guy in charge. And your uh, your uh, the old the old saying, your reference to old saying, you can't fire all the players. So you just yeah, fire yeah. Both. like that is that's true. And someone has to answer for giving up 431 yards to Daniel Jones in the New York Giants in a game you were supposed to win. Um, so I expect that to come down at some point, um, you know, in the next week or so. We
0: also we also have to consider this. It wouldn't be hard for O'Connell to find someone for a year to yeah. coach DC. Yep. I think he's got to be really careful. I've said this a hundred times, but like he's got to be really careful about. Well, I just, I'm just going to switch the coordinator every year because I don't know what's going on with the defense, but it's wrong, right? Um, I think he also regardless and again i think i think he's gonna make a switch but i think he's searching for someone he's like i want this person for like three years i want this person essentially until they get a better job if they end up you know head coach or whatever um that's why i thought the staley thing made a ton of sense right i I, staley may get another opportunity but i don't think anyone's like (laughs) banging down the door trying to hire brandon staley right now as a head coach so i think um that's probably why he's being more deliberate. It would have been really funny. O'Connell comes to these press conferences or his normal ones, I should say, very prepared, right? He always says like, oh, "We have an injury update on this guy, on this guy. Want to thank this coach for what he did, or whatever." Right? It would have been yeah. funny in like a line. item of like seven things. Like number four is like, "We fired Ed," and then it's like, "We signed so and so to the practice squad." Yeah. <laughs> whatever. And you're like, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that fourth item? What did you just say? Um, but yeah, I think you know, I think this is why he's being more deliberate with this because. Because he's probably both saying like how do i evaluate donatel through the eyes of the players um but also what do they need right and he's trying to take players at different points in their career different levels of uh knowing the defense some players that were drafted for this scheme specifically and i don't think they'll change it um and uh and other ones who were supposed to play under the zimmer scheme right and so he's probably sorting through all of this information even a guy like jordan hicks which if you look at his contract that was basically a one-year deal i don't think jordan hicks is back um, but Jordan Hicks has run defenses on multiple different teams. He is still a valuable resource, right, for O'Connell. And so I think he's sorting through all these guys and going, okay, who is it now that I envision as part of this, right? And then is that person available? Because, like, it's no secret who's a good defensive coordinator, right, in the league. Yeah. And I think the Vikings luckily are. We'll get to the championship, Calver or whatever they were talking about. But, like it is one of the better jobs, good ownership. Like, you know, the coaches aren't going to get fired because they just hired <clears> them. <throat> there are guys in place right Um there. Um, So they have some advantages, but my guess is he has someone, you know, envisions someone that he'd want. And I don't know, I don't know if they're going to get him. So um this is why it's
1: probably taking forever. <laughs> For sure. All right, let's leave that there. We'll circle back. And when we come back, I, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins. Um, he's kind of always the polarizing figure mm-hmm. of the off season so let's kick off the off season right by talking about Kirk Cousins